Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. All right. GM, E14. A uh, couple of guys in this episode just finished the comedy festival, won the Billy T Award. Huge shout out to me. I knew I could do it. Truth is, I really did. And um, I think, you know, being nominated alongside each other while we were birthing the podcast was um, it's quite a sweet journey. And Tim, to his credit, he's got the most pure heart. He was nothing but happy for me. Um, and so it was a pleasure to remember and revisit that. But with respect to the movie and the podcast, we sound tired. We sound not up against it, but certainly... Um, we're reaching our limits, at least in this, you know, wave of understanding of the movie with what we can play around with. There's, you know, we're rustling around Paddy. We haven't quite opened up his party time yet, but we're we're sniffing around Paddy. Don't you worry about that. Uh, we're talking a big game. We were discussing writing a screenplay, a radio play, uh, between two characters that never came to fruition. There's a lot of ideas, I think, as we're battling for survival. But um, what you're hearing in this episode is two friends on the back end of a significant accomplishment, which was finishing, in my case, my first comedy festival, and then sort of backing onto um, something that they've started, which is bigger than both of them and is nowhere near done. So this is, I would describe this as a workmanlike episode. And um, yeah, I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to episode 14 of The Worst Idea of All Time. My name is Tim Bat. My name is Guy Montgomery. We just watched Grown Ups 2 for the 14th time. Did you? Did you do that today? Is that what you did with Are your Are you morning? doing the same thing we're doing? You should have told us. If uh, you were, we would tell you to stop immediately. Stop and desist. There's no point in both of us doing it. Anyway, so the, the premise, obviously, we watch Grown Ups 2 in review it every week for 52 weeks. This is the 14th week. Uh, it's on the back end of the Comedy Festival, which has just been and gone. 
And congratulations, Guy Montgomery just named the 2014 <laughs> Billy T winner. Thank it's you. Sensational. Thank you. Thank you very much, Tim. And what I like about um, the podcast that we're doing is that many life events will happen, some good, some bad, but the one constant is that once a week, you and I will sit down and watch this terrible, terrible film. That's right. And uh, nothing can send you crashing back to earth faster than a grown-ups two screening without a guest. I think I, I really felt the absence of anyone else in the room this week. It was just you and I again doing it old school. As it should be, because this shouldn't be easy. If it's easy, then there's no point in doing it. We were talking to some uh, some documentary filmmakers yesterday who wanted to interview us about the podcast, and they asked why. <laughs> this is a bunch of questions. And their, their final one was, "Why are you doing this?" Yeah, and it was a really, it was a stumper. It was, it was a real stumper. It was a great question. I mean, they were making a pretty groundbreaking piece of documentary, I'd say, and I think it's coming out on FX. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I'm not sure if that's true at all. Anyway, um, Tim, how yes. are you, mate? Uh, pretty gutted. Pretty gutted. I um, got about halfway through the movie, and uh, Guy, you'll have noticed this. Person listening, you won't because you weren't here, uh, but I just started laughing hysterically and unstoppably yeah, yeah. when it dawned on me that I have to watch the movie another 38 times after this one. That's right. We had a few moments throughout the film today. That was, that was for me, a very a very enjoyable moment, just to see the mania in your eyes as you mm. realised that, because you said, because we were both just sort of slumped in the couch, just staring at the screen blankly, and you said, "We've got to watch this movie so many times." <laughs> and about forty seconds of hysteria followed, and it was sort of, it was nice. I feel like that was the moment of all the podcasts we've done so far. That was the moment you realised the, the sheer scope, the enormity of the of the project, or as you've aptly used as an analogy before, the mountain ahead of us. Yeah, this mountain that we've got to scale. I also, I I tried a trick today. You would have noticed Tim uh, around about the yoga scene where John Lovitz comes in and pretends to be a yoga instructor. Mm-hmm. I was trying to laugh at all of the jokes. Yeah. So I was trying to find every single moment that the or, the directors and the writers and the actors thought there'd be a laugh point. Mm-hmm. I was trying to laugh at that moment, and I did it for like three minutes. And I think in doing that it was a very effective experiment. Because what I found is that the, one of the one of the main faults with this movie is they're asking too much from the audience in terms of laughter. Yeah, there's no light and shade. Yeah. What they're doing is they're just firing out like a joke every five or ten seconds, in the hopes you'll laugh the whole way through. But I believe in Italian Renaissance art that's known as fumato. Truly. Um, I think it's that's more the blending of light and shade, and I also think I've mispronounced it. But uh, that sounds at, more at any rate, no, you, you're totally right, man. They just they they put a gag in every fifteen to thirty seconds, especially they really front load the the start of the yeah, movie yeah. with it, and uh, you couldn't laugh for all of the. I mean, it would be, it would be impo- but even if it was good enough, it would be impossible to laugh. Yeah. You've got to allow much. your audience some breathing room, some chill-out space in between gags. And hey, why not take a punt on character development and those yeah. laughter and here's another or, th- or story? Here's, well, here's another thing. Because we, 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 I don't think we're out any... any I don't think we're eligible to complain about the lack of plot anymore because we watched the trailer in between the movie and the podcast while Tim was getting set up. I loaded up my phone and we watched the, the trailer for Grown Ups 2. Just now, just before. Literally, like... However long this podcast has been going, is that how that's how long ago it was we watched it? And they don't even suggest a hint, essence of of plot or character development in the movie. It is essentially the trailer is just a hodgepodge of the sort of 
grandest physical skits yeah or throwaway lines half of which they don't even use in the final cut of the film yeah <laughs> it's just like look this is we've made this heap of shit we this is the trailer this is what the heap of shit's gonna look like they did if you want to watch it that's up to you there was a clear sign posting of what the movie was and we probably should have watched the trailer before we agreed <laughs> Started to, the to do this concept in fairness in fairness to the film they also had like the a joke from grown-ups um, in the in the trailer, like it was like last summer, four friends shared an unforgettable weekend, and then they showed a joke and, and from Grown Ups One, and it was a funny joke. It I think it was probably joke, funnier yeah. than any of the jokes in Grown Ups Two. One of the kids, oh, he's it's talking about getting one wasted. Of, one of the older guys says, "I want to get wasted," and one of the kids is overheard and says, "What's wasted?" And Adam Sandler, quick on his feet, goes, "That's when you have a hankering for ice cream." And so all, all of a sudden the kids, the kids are going, going I, I want, want to get wasted and then Anne Sandler's daughter who's a phenomenal actress goes I want to get chocolate wasted and I thought that was pretty I might be out of touch with what's funny and what's not at the moment <laughs> this, this movie will do that you can't see north or south anymore you, you don't know no, which way is no. up it really it's like it spins being, around it's like being in the desert uh, in, in, in the Antarctic desert mm-hmm. in the summer so it's always light so you don't really get any any direction you, from that and you don't have a compass there's no compass on you and you're just in the middle of it and you're just like what way am i facing guy how are you feeling how just about everything am I feeling well there is always solace in the actual recording element of the podcast because this is this means that this is the longest it will, like it's from now until next time this is yeah. the longest amount of time there can be in between screens of grown-ups too i actually watched an episode of the simpsons this morning the one with the uh, dishwasher detergent where Homer's on the face of that Japanese fish bulb fish bulb yeah and um and in it at the start of it because that's the same episode where Marge Simpson becomes the listen lady at the oh, church because yeah, yeah, Reverend yeah. Lovejoy is a really, <laughs> listen lady yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm the like, hello the listen lady listen lady <laughs> yeah. and most is like yeah I don't think I, I don't think I want to continue living or something anyway yeah, that's right. um and in the episode at the start of it they all go to church and like none of them want to go to church except Marge and everyone in Springfield's like sleeping in the church service yeah and they get home and Homer and Bart and Lisa all run inside and take their church clothes off. And Marge is like, no, why are you so happy? You shouldn't be like, and they're like, because this is the longest yeah. in between going to church. This yeah. is after walking out of church, is that this is the longest it will be until we have to go to church again. And yeah. that is how I feel coming out of Grown Ups 2. <laughs> it's like the Simpsons going to church. Right. This is the longest time before you have to get your stuffy suit back on and that your is, dress shoes that you that hate is wearing correct. and your tie that's ill-fitting. So in saying that, that mm-hmm. this moment makes me happy, that must be a pretty damning sort of statement on where my general attitude towards the movie and the podcast is. Yeah, because but that's the mountain this is guy. Just, this is like a little, this is like a, you know, this is like dessert after you ate all of your broccoli when you're seven. Yeah. This is like, okay, the broccoli experience is terrible. But I have to say, even this week... Like not even the promise of a podcast record with your good self could really pull me up, you know. Like I was still, I was still pretty gutted. Tim, yeah, you said, "Should we get coffee before we do the podcast?" And I was like, "Yeah, we get coffee." And then thought about it for two seconds, said, "No, nah, can we just get this thing over with?" And then Tim said, "Yeah, let's get it done." And and and, and here we all are. Um, love I mean, doing the podcast, but just you know, you've got to understand, folks, that this movie will drain every ounce of your will to live. <laughs> like uh, we're happy guys, me and Guy, we're happy guys. We're just rocking along through life, leading really fabulous lives. You know, fabulous. Did a um, did a gig last night at the Classic. Didn't know I was on. Did you? Got, got a phone call at eight o'clock from Lauren going, "Hey, you're emceeing." How tonight. is the you're emceeing? Yeah, yeah, and I did not know, so I called up a cab, rocked on. How was the gig? 
Yeah, it was all right. Very quiet crowd, but very respectful. You yeah. know, like they weren't big laughers, but they were. Did you do Did you board. do material, or were you just making it up? I yeah, uh, I I, I uh, mostly material. A little bit of crowd work. Yeah, a little bit of crowd work. Um, and did anyone kill? Um, uh, it was a hard crowd, man. It was a hard crowd. I thought we all uh, laughed oh, out from fuck. the festival. Who closed out the first half? Uh, oh, uh, uh, no, I can't remember. Someone killed pretty well. Good for them. Kate Hahn was on, who won the... Um, oh! She got second place in the Raw Finals. I've got to say, um, do a shout-out to someone. Okay. David Corios made me promise. Uh, we've got two fans of the... And then we'll move back into the, into the podcast. <laughs> normal featured. Uh, a shout-out to Nicole Winkleman and... Ben Westening in it. They're my mates and have been massive fans of you and guys since you live. Ah. So, hey, hey Nicole and Ben... Hope you're well. Thanks for listening. How lovely. Don't, I can't don't believe, watch the movie. I can't believe you're listening. Uh, so I was asking you about your mood. Oh, yeah. Something okay, like so that. bad. So anyway, let's just let's press forward. Hey, I haven't thought of a top three for today. Should we think of one now on the fly? Do you want to think of one or should I think of one? You can think of one. Okay, we're going to do it right now. Okay. I'm get you on the fly. Top three memorable, like, extras. Okay, uh... Which is something that I Top think three. you can only pull off if you've seen a movie 14 times. I don't know if he's an extra because he's got a speaking role. I'd say featured extra maybe. Uh, yeah, no, that's what I mean. Patrick like, Schwarzenegger. Oh, yeah. It's good to watch him. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger's son. Tim Fitzsimon broached this topic last week, but especially in the final fight scene because like, this is Arnie's son, right? He should yeah. always, if he's going to agree to do a movie, you'd always think he'd be like, he'd always stipulate that he has to win his fight scene. But yeah. he gets knocked the fuck out by Braden Higgins <laughs> yes, and that's really funny. Um, with a great move and I've said this many times as we've watched but Brayden um, what does he do first I think he kicks him first and then he does a forward roll into yeah, yeah. a jumping like dive punch it's phenomenal it's one of the better move. fight scenes in the movie uh, <laughs> you know number I'll, t- I'll, I'll pick one okay yeah and then you pick number one yeah, okay um, uh, it's gotta be they disrespected our friend else. Ah, oh, Blow Dryer Boy. Blow Dryer Boy, who's in the fight What's scene. What's up, so Blow Dryer Boy? This is one of the frat boys who is in the movie uh, twice that, like, highly visible. Once in the car when they encounter, I don't know his real name, but McKenzie. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Boomer. We can stop using the names. Chris Rock's son. No one's seen the movie. Chris Rock's son is taking a driving test and uh, pulling up next to the... Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. 
Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, Tim, you know I'm a huge advocate for hiring an objective, professional, licensed professional to tell my problems to so that when they tell me what they think, I know I'm getting it straight. That's where BetterHelp comes in. That's right. BetterHelp have a big pile of professionals to talk to at your convenience online. You've done a bit of therapy, right, Guy? I started doing therapy during, uh, there was a pandemic, I don't know if you remember, and the benefits were immediate and long-lasting. They help give you skills that you can use when you are in stressful or anxious situations. Honestly, it's changed my life for the better. I guess that's why they call it BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash all time today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash all time. Them at the lights as the, the frat boys. College boys. I think this has even been your shining light once. Yeah, this it has, yeah. And and back left, there's a blonde guy with glasses on, and he says, uh, "He disrespected our friend. He disrespected the, the crap out of it. It's the dumbest voice. Yeah, in the whole film. I mean, and then he's also in the fight scene, and he gets taken down by guys. I would say favorite character, okay. maybe the the gym teacher. Yeah, he's not probably not my favorite. My favorite, my one is Taron Killam from. Uh, Saturday Night Live. He's one of the guys who cleans the car that does when they do go into the car wash, the men's car wash. Which one is he? He's the one who's like he's on the windshield and he's bird shit on the windshield oh. and he looks at Kevin James and yeah. he mouths the words bird shit. Yeah, sexually. And, and then he starts licking the bird shit. Yeah. And I don't know if I actually like that or not. I'm a bit confused. It's br- it's actually brilliantly funny. But um, I mean, it was, a, it was a weird top three. I was actually really struggling to come up with any of the extras or just any moments oh, I enjoyed. Well. Overall, with the extras, I think one thing we both noticed again tonight. And the fight scene, the big grand finale fight scene, they obviously shot it in a linear fashion chronologically <laughs> because by the end of it, if you're watching the extras during Taylor Lautner and Adam Sandler's fight, yeah. they are so tired. Yeah. They're just like swinging with half a metre gap between the fist and the face. It's hilarious. There's, two, there's like one very particular shot where there's uh, yeah, t- t- two dudes engaged in a fist fight and they're standing so far apart. Like their fists wouldn't even touch yeah, yeah. the other guy's fists. And they're just swinging. Just swinging. And it looks shockingly bad if you pay any attention to it um doesn't hold up you know you hold it to the light and it disintegrates in your hand that's what a lot of this movie is but i'll tell you what a couple of things we noticed today for the first time which is amazing after you've seen a movie okay. as many times as i'm us. ready what are they i don't remember Pe- peter dante holding hands with Shaq, and yeah where higgins get, he's in the tire and he pukes never seen this before but when the shot goes back and it's got the two cops in the background peter dante has obviously grabbed hold of Shaq's hand and Shaq just like shakes his hand off. Yeah, it's, it's quite a funny little. It's funny, and then we we, we speculated that they're, they're trying to sneak in jokes. So there's obviously like a standard of joke which is too high, they think, for the film because it will yeah. make the rest of the jokes look bad. And yeah. so this is one that just sort of flew under the radar. Because the other thing that I thought today was, uh, you know, the gym teacher who we yeah. obviously love. Yeah. Uh, he's got his great line, who wants to watch me climb a rope? Yeah. And then he jumps on a rope. It's probably one of the funniest parts of the movie. Wait, no, do it. Back from the mic a little bit and do it properly. Who wants to watch me climb a rope? That's very good. You're um, very good at those <laughs> And he, he jumps up the rope. And it's like funny, easily the funniest moment of the movie. And then they undercut it 
So it's like the 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 laugh crescendo, the laugh point in that in that joke is too high that if they continue on with the rest of the movie and do the hard cut to Kmart or whatever that they want to, mm. um, that it would be it, it would make the rest of the jokes look awful. So instead, they put a terrible tag on it where Bumpty yeah. Tim Meadows' son says, "Yo, you got to put those Easter eggs back in the basket." Talking about his balls. So what you've interpreted is that They've, they know that. The line the gym teacher delivers is funny, and then they've gone, fuck, it's too funny for well, the rest of the film, so they have to take the edge yeah, off the joke. And it, well, I've, I've got a few theories about stuff like this where there's just a moment that juts out of the movie, and in the final edit, they've watched it back and they've said, okay, we've got to get some footage to put into this bit and this bit. Because yeah. the other one was uh, when Adam Sandler's yelling at his daughter after the dance recital for no apparent reason, he says, but out, this is grown up stock yeah. to his daughter. And it's like, that's really harrowing. And so they would have yeah, watched it back. because he's just shouting in a little girl's right. face. For no reason. She's just being lovely. Yeah. And so they looked back at it in the final edit and they said, we've got to, we've got to like this mellow. This is dark. This is dark. We've got to mellow this yell. Yeah. Because Adam Sandler has got to have a certain amount of yelling lines in the movie. So we've got to mellow this yell and they do a cutaway <laughs> shot of the girl just poking her tongue out, which kind of makes it cute. But also even more depressing that she's just had to develop this coping mechanism yeah. for Adam Sandler as a father, who yeah. is just... He's just yelling at her all the time. He's, he treats everyone terribly in this film. I mean, have you got you got any 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 thoughts? Um, well, I mean, let's on stay anything? let's stay on the Adam Sandler vibe. Um, I, we've mentioned this in passing in episodes gone by, but I don't think it's had enough attention. Adam Sandler attempts to drug his child at one point in the movie because he can't be bothered putting her to bed properly. Yeah. He reaches over at the bedside table and grabs what appears to be like a, a sleepy time medicine something. Mm. And um, she, say, she says, quite rightly, and I think this is another case of Becky, unfortunately, having to grow up ahead of her years. She goes, no, daddy. Like, that, that's not okay. You're trying to pour yeah, medicine yeah, yeah. down my throat. No, daddy. I'm not sick. No, daddy. And he says, you don't want just one slug? I thought you liked this stuff. Fuck you, Adam Sandler. You're a bad man. You're a bad man. You're trying to drug your kids. You're yelling in children's faces. I'm nervous that we're going to start going around in circles soon because that lends itself to the conversation around how everyone in the town essentially is bad and they're all bullying each other constantly. But, I mean, we've already covered this stuff. Higgins. He's he's, all right. Higgins is all right. Um, What was your shining light today? Did you have one? My shining light today... Actually, I mean, it was only for two minutes, but the experiment, this is less to do with the movie and more to do with my reading of it today. And it's, I do call it a hard. reading now. It's no longer a watching. <laughs> yeah. This is, I think this has gone beyond just watching something. And my reading of the movie today, when, yes, I'd made the, when I made the sort of the critical thinking and um, academic decision to try and seek out the laugh points, and I did start laughing, I found one laugh since, I mean, the jokes are coming so thick and fast, one laugh led on to the other laugh. And for a while, it was actually working in a sense that I was genuinely laughing at the ludicrousness of the joke rate of the movie. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, I was enjoying the movie, not for the movie that was made, but mm. for the movie that they thought they could make and wow. spectacularly failed to make. Wow. And so that wasn't actually in the movie, but today that was my shining light. You took the blue pill mm. to, to, to borrow a, a, a Matrix to mix thing. To mix movie metaphors. Because that's like... You've been given the choice. It's like you can see through the Matrix, which is what we've been doing, I think, kind of, in mm. weeks gone by. But this time you're like, no, I'm going to voluntarily go into the Matrix that's right. and view it that's as exa- it was intended to have this been is interpreted. How it's, that's right. That is how I was trying to watch this as a fan of the movie would watch it. And, um, I mean, it's... it's you if, look like you were having a bloody ball, man. And if that's... If, you know, and if you... Do, 
I don't know. It, like, it was enjoyable. I, I can, in that moment, I could imagine someone enjoying the movie. I'm going to try and do that next week. Um, it's it's not am. sustainable. There's <laughs> only like it's like salvia or some sort of drug, which only is very intense, but it only lasts for like ten seconds. What's that stuff in Dunedin? Daytura. Daytura. Except Daytura lasts for a while. It just doesn't end well. Never ends well. <laughs> yeah, there um, were some kids at, who did Daytura at my school. Really? How'd they turn out? Uh, I don't know what they're up to now, but I'm pretty sure they got lost in a forest, yeah. and one of them lost some toes. That sounds right. That sounds about right. <laughs> Daytura often leads to people winding up in places and they don't know how they got there and and almost invariably naked. Interesting. Like so many times. Uh, did you get like did you get those propaganda stories about not well, I don't know if it's propaganda. I haven't actually tried Daytura, but about like don't do Daytura. A guy I know did a guy my cousin Michael knows did Daytura and he thought he was an orange and he peeled himself with a with a fruit peeler. That actually that specific one sounds familiar, but I'm not sure if I heard it attributed to Daytura. Daytura didn't really feature at all in my consciousness till later. Heard lots of bad stuff about pee and um, heroin. Um, but where, not, where are the not positive Daytura. pee and heroin stories for the, right. where, where are they coming this through? This is the thing people don't realise about pee. Tons of successful people do pee <laughs> on the on the semi reg. I'm not going to get involved with it though myself. I've never done pee, and I don't think I want to start. That was as close to an ad or a recommendation for pee as I've ever heard. It's not good. Don't do it. Obviously, here's my shining light from Grown Ups Two today. Uh, there's a line near the end of the film, and maybe that's just why I liked it because we're closing in. Uh, Selma Hayek says, do you want to put Becky to bed? She's tired. Adam Sandler says, blah, blah, blah. blah. No, I don't want to. I'm just trying to enjoy some delicious punch. Here you go. Uh, She says, you wouldn't want to drink too much punch around all these children. He says, I think I'd be fine. And my shining light is, Selma Hayek says, actually, no, you wouldn't. Because there's just something, something... She nails the delivery of it. It's very honest and truthful and lovely and funny and it says a lot about her as a person and that she's willing to put up with Sandler's shit and take it kind of with good humour and good graces. Yeah. And actually, something we did talk about briefly during the movie was um, the different marriages. Chris Rock's marriage is fucking great in this movie. It is a healthy marriage. They have a diaper day. I mean, they're running on a. They love each other. They're running on a great schedule with the kids. I feel like you and me, we're like Chris Rock and and May Rudolph. Rudolph. If if we were picking a couple from this film, which I'd I'd like to have, I'd like to think so. Hey Tim, seeing as we're about to wind down, I just thought we might um, quickly discuss some of the ideas we have for upcoming podcasts because I think some of them are really great. So the one, the one we, we mentioned in passing with James Acaster is we're going to do, uh, we decided we're going to write a radio play, um, a, a play between the gym teacher character and the sort of hippie yoga teacher character. Uh, Not the yoga teacher, the high school teacher. Well, no, teacher. but he's, he's, sorry, he's carrying, he's oh, a high school right. teacher, but he's sorry, carrying yeah. a yoga mat in the yeah, film. Sorry, right. my, my bad. He's the one who goes, all right, little bird, it's time to find your nest, man. So we're going to write a piece of fan fiction based around them having a conversation in the staff room. That will be a whole episode. So that will be a 20 to 25 minute radio play between two characters. We will watch the film before we perform the play. Maybe even we'll dedicate the first five minutes of the podcast to just a quick debrief on how we felt before we launch into it. Well, that's a great idea. Um, some others that we've got coming up. We've got a director's commentary. Yeah, we'll probably do that around episode 26, like at the halfway point, because we want to do it for something big. Absolutely. So, do you reckon that'll count as a viewing? Yeah, that'll count as a viewing. So we'll, we'll do a full director's commentary for the film that you can download as an audio file. And if you ever wanted to watch the movie, just hold out till that one. 
That's absolutely right. Uh, I've also got a very good friend named Gus who has watched Grown Ups 2, vo- no, Grown Ups, sorry, Grown Ups 1 voluntarily mm. over 10 times. He thinks it's one of the funniest films ever made. Uh, and so what, what I've offered to Gus and what we will do probably in a few episodes' time is Gus, Grown Ups' biggest fan in the world, is going to join us for his first viewing of Grown Ups 2 and a, a debrief right. afterwards. I mean, I think he's going to be a real sort of beacon of light, of positivity. It's kind of weird if he's such a big fan of Grown Ups 1 and he never got around to seeing Grown Ups 2. I, well, he's also watched Step Up 4, or I think, Step, is there a Step Up 4? He's watched Step, Step Up 3D. So like the, mo- the two movies he's watched the most in his life are Grown Ups and Step Up 4. I don't know if I want to meet this guy. He's actually a really good guy. Yeah. Um, have we got any others? I mean, those were the big three that I was thinking of, which I sort of wanted to let people know, something to look forward to. Maybe sort of. we should do a Daytura episode. <laughs> Yeah, watch it, in the, watch it naked in the forest. Yeah, man. <laughs> See what happens. I mean, anything's possible, guys, all right? The sky's the limit. And Reach we for wanna, the stars and w- achieve your goals. We'd love to hear your suggestions as well, and we, we love getting feedback from you motherfuckers. That's right. We, we will endeavour to post, now that the comedy festival's over, we'll probably be able to be a little more interactive on the Facebook page. We'll endeavour to post uh, the drinking game rules at some point this week. Sorry. Have, so we, have, we, got the piece of, have we got the piece of paper? Yeah, I think it's in my room. It's okay. metres away from me. Okay, we're going to pull it off. It's going to be a good week, guys. Welcome back. Um, it's great to have you back. It's great to have you back. It's been a pleasure watching. We'll get Tanya on. Yeah, we've got to get Tanya on. That's another, that's another, that'll be another thing. That's, I mean, lots to look forward to on the landscape. See, this is, this is for the listeners, but this is also for us, Tim. This is for us to look forward to something. Tanya is the extra who gets hit in the back of the head with an ice cream scoop by Colin, Colin Quinn. Quinn. Um, we got in touch with her on, on Twitter. She's going to be on our podcast at some point. So there's there's a bit to look forward to there, guys. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Have a fantastic week. Don't watch the movie. I've been Guy Montgomery. Don't watch the movie. I've been Tim Bat. See you later. Lots of love. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.